You're watching WLWT News 5, leading the way. All right, good morning to you. Welcome to Daily Dose. Stephen Albritton, Fletcher Keel with us. Uh, Kelly is off this morning. Hope to get her back uh, tomorrow to join us once again here at the desk. But a lot of headlines on this uh, Victory Monday. That's We're right, get to five the straight. Five straight. It's awesome to say out loud. We're going to get to uh, uh, the Bengals and how well they did and their future going forward. But we're going to start with uh, threats at uh, Little Miami Middle School in uh, Warren County. Fletcher is something we don't want to hear, but unfortunately we keep dealing with it. And this is a school that's uh, received a couple different threats, unfortunately. Yeah, that's right. This is the uh, what? the third time in the last six weeks. Yep. So we're going to see a little bit of extra security uh, there today. Um, on Friday, a threat was discovered on the wall in the girls' bathroom. And then last night, the school district sent an email saying an investigation was still ongoing and nothing new to share. Um, but all schools are still in session, so that is a good thing. Just if you are around that area, a student, a parent, you're going to see a little bit more beefed up security because these keep happening for they, some reason. They really do. We'll hear it happening at other schools and it kind of goes the same way. They'll send an extra security, let the parents know, let the students know, let the teachers know. This is what happened, but we just want to keep everybody informed and safe above everything else because you don't want to be that school district that doesn't take it seriously right. that something uh, terrible hap happens. So that's uh, a little Miami Middle School up there in Morrow in uh, Warren County. Um, also, you know, this is, next story is something that you and I, you know, I was very young, a couple years old at the time. You were not around just not yet. Not yet born, that's not right. Not yet born, but we're talking about uh, the Lockerbie suspect in the Pan Am flight that uh, blew up over Scotland. It was coming from London to New York. Um, everybody on board killed lots of Americans on board. And I did not know that there was 35 Syracuse University students coming back from a study abroad who were also killed. But the big news out of this, a suspect is in custody and is supposed to be in federal court later on today. Yep. Uh, you had to read the name this morning. I'm looking at it right now, so I'm not going to attempt that. Uh, but yeah, a former Libyan intelligence officer uh, under the Gaddafi regime. And just before we went on, we were watching the Today Show and mm -hmm. they were showing some photos and some B-roll, and you did point out, hey, look, there's Gaddafi, good old Gaddafi. Yeah, so Gaddafi. yeah, there, there's that connection there. Um, and yeah, just uh, one of those, just imagine of all the cases, I mean, even with something as recent as the Brittany Griner, how good it felt to get closure from that and have, a, have, have as happy ending as you could have of this, uh, to wait this long for justice to be served to those victims. It's, it's gotta feel, even if it feels bad because it's bringing up all the emotions, people were lost, it still has to feel good to know that this chapter is closed. Absolutely. Um, it was a 270 people killed on that flight. Uh, Pan Am flight, I believe, 130. Um, yeah, uh, no, 103, excuse me. Pan Am flight 103 over Lockerbie, Scotland. Um, but the suspect is in custody and will be appearing in court today on the quest for uh, some justice for all of those uh, victims there. Also, a, a really cool story here. Um, um, and it's one of those things where we see so many parents having childcare issues. They have to work, but they need somebody to look after their, their kid. You know, I've had to put kids in daycare as well. And you get there with this newborn a couple months old and next thing you know, you're on a waiting list for five, six months, a year, year and a half, I've heard. Right. Like, well, by the time I'm off that waiting list, the kid's gonna be two years old. So uh, a very cool story, Lacey Roberts was out there at Calma and it's a workspace that's allowing you to get childcare at the same time. Yeah, it's, it sounds really cool. You get to work there and then they have childcare. And then I think Lacey was saying that if you would like your child not to be in childcare, but maybe right next to you in your lap while you work, they're cool with that too. And I feel like this is, it's, 
it's one of those things that I think the pandemic really brought to the forefront where it's always been an issue but wasn't really talked about. Right. And then, depending on where you were in the country, I always feel like I have a little different perspective being in Florida when things opened up really quickly as opposed to when I came up here in January, things were still not necessarily locked down, but, but things were still opening, easing yeah. into yeah. opening up. So from anywhere from eight months to a year and a half, people were people had childcare taken care of because they were still working from home. And then once things started reopening and something of normal life started to resume, they all of a sudden were back in those situations where they didn't know where to go. So this is uh, seems like a great first step in a solution for that. Um, and maybe we'll have to see if you and Kelly want to be live one day and see how how well how well that works with with one of your children. You don't want my children in there. Uh -uh, not my little runaround rugrats. They're they're a little wild. But yeah, it's going to be about ten bucks an hour. This is over in Walnut Hills at a church uh, inside the historic Episcopal Church. Off McMillan Avenue. Uh, like we mentioned, it is a space for the working community and there's office spaces, art studios to rent, public spaces for meetings, and to even eat, and that child care facility as well. I believe Lacey said it was uh, three months to 10 years old um, around there. Um, so make sure you can stop by, check it out, see if it works for you, see if it fits for you. Mm -hmm. But as Fletcher was mentioning, a very cool opportunity to get that child care while you're trying to get your uh, work done at this exact same time. Um, uh, the, a very sad story out of uh, Qatar with the World Cup, an American soccer journalist, a very well-known. I remember when I saw the, the headlines and I was talking to some buddies I talked soccer with, we were all very shocked at the news of Grant Wall's passing. Apparently he had some kind of medical episode during the Netherlands-Argentina game uh, over in Guitar and today show talking about it you know, right now as mm -hmm. we uh, speak. But um, it was very uh, a, a stunning story to see somebody who people say he was in very good health and next mm -hmm. thing you know he needs medical attention and passing away. Yeah, maybe, maybe the most well-known American soccer 100%. journalist in Grant yeah. Wall. Um, and he was also one of the most outspoken members of at least the American press corps regarding uh, reasons why maybe Qatar shouldn't have been a host for the World Cup mm -hmm. or how unwilling they were to allow certain types of people, most notably the LGBTQ yeah. community, uh, to it. And he actually went a little viral a couple weeks ago wearing a rainbow soccer shirt, yeah. said that he wasn't able or that security wasn't going to let him into the uh, the stadium with that shirt. So, yeah, uh, a heartbreaking story. A lot of questions around if you put all of that in. Uh, his brother actually went on various forms of social media. He uh, posted a long Twitter thread I believe he posted a TikTok or Instagram video uh, kind of explaining what was happening so um, hopefully a correct investigation gets underway of course the United States will certainly be investigating it along with the Qatari and I actually saw last night I don't know all the the name or the nation but I actually saw that a second soccer journalist not American but a second journalist on the ground in Qatar wound up dying or has died as well so that's oh now gosh. two members of the press who have died as the World Cup in Qatar comes to a close yeah, uh, so Grant Wall's body's coming home today his family says they're gonna perform their autopsy before they make any uh, big statement about his death, but we did read that there were no defibrillators or AEDs at the stadium to help him, which mm -hmm. is stunning, which, I mean, it's Qatar, and we've spoken many times about the problems with Qatar, but we have an AED in our building in schools and mm -hmm. the stadiums. They're, they're, they're everywhere right. these days, and to build these billion-dollar stadiums and not to think about the safety of people in that manner is uh, really just really a letdown among many other letdowns uh, with this World Cup. Um, the soccer on the field has been fantastic, but um, the host country and things happening there uh, have been not so great. But um, let's come back home. A story that... <laughs> Another story that's not that great. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Taking place in the stadium as well. Okay, so apparently two guys have gone to multiple Bengal games that have been requesting donations for a cancer research fund that does not exist, and they're taking them as their own Cincinnati police. We have pictures of both of these guys on WLWT.com uh, right now, but they're trying to find these guys, so this 
it, it, it's stunning. It leaves you speechless that people would do this. Yeah, then this is the time of year where it, people are not susceptible, but people are in a giving mood. They are you know, generous, it's the yeah. it's the holiday season. People mm -hmm. want to give to causes that they feel passionate about. Maybe want to help people. Um, and yeah, just thinking about someone wanting to take advantage of that kindness. Uh, we see that uh, throughout the year at, at lower key things, but you got to think uh, an investigation like this is trying to find a needle in a haystack where it's 70,000 people at Bengals games nowadays with, with how exciting those those events have become. Um, and people are there. They're maybe a little bit beard up, so maybe a little more generous than they would be otherwise. And uh, yeah, uh, just you wonder why someone would want to do that to take advantage of people, especially in the name of a good cause. Absolutely. So we'll have all the details of that on WWT.com. Let's get over to Randy for our chilly forecast uh, right now. Let's uh, toss it over to her. All right, we are starting the morning with cloudy skies and temperatures that are upper 30s, right around 40 degrees or so. And we're only going to climb into the low and mid 40s as we get into the afternoon. So for today, starting out with those same gray skies by lunchtime, we're at 43 and this afternoon, there's a chance late in the afternoon to maybe see some sunshine trying to peek out behind the clouds. Tomorrow, if we see any peaks of sunshine, they'd be early because we cloud up ahead of a day of rain on Wednesday. All right, let's put a little bow on that uh, last story. It was a stand up to cancer, spelled differently than the actual stand up to cancer fund, but uh, you might have pictures, you might have donated. You know, if you see these guys, like I said, the uh, pictures are on WLWT.com. Uh, just reach out to Cincinnati Police. So hopefully they can track these guys down and put an end to um, that awfulness. But let's talk about the greatness that happened on the field yesterday. That's right. Five. The, the good news out of Paycor. <laughs> yes, there was some great news coming out of Paycor. Five wins in a row uh, for the Bengals at this time, and getting that first win over the Browns for Joe Burrow um, in the Battle of Ohio. It really, it was really one of those games where they, they had to fight, they had to scratch and claw for it a little bit here and there, as you would expect in um, you know a tough rivalry in divisional game. Um, but the, the Bengals, they got it done. Yeah, uh, tw I would I would reckon 23 to 10, a little. Uh, on the score sheet looks a little more dominant of a win for the Bengals than it actually wound up being. The first quarter especially was a bit of a slog. Yeah, uh, slow. They were able to get Jamar Chase involved more, especially with losing Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. Joe Mixon made his uh, return, so the thing outside of obviously losing your number two and number three receivers, things were clicking. And hey, Trent Irwin and Trent, or Trent, yeah, Trent Irwin and Trent Taylor uh, stepping right up, and Irwin had that great flea flicker touchdown catch. And uh, yeah, not only the Bengals uh, getting that win, moving to nine and four, keeping pace with the Ravens who continue to find ways to win, even <laughs> though they're they now on their third string quarterback. That's all they do. Uh, the, one time, the one time uh, Houdé Nation is pulling for Pittsburgh, and of course they find a way to let, <laughs> let everyone down Can't again. Can't on Pittsburgh for anything. That's maybe. right. Um, and what a wild day, especially across the AFC. The Chiefs almost lose in Denver to a pretty bad uh, Broncos team, and then the Dolphins falling in L.A. Uh, last night as part of Sunday Night Football. I was trying Football. to watch that game. Oh, sorry. So it's, it's still good, though. I got halfway through the third quarter, and it <laughs> well, you don't know how it's going to end. You just know <laughs> okay, the results. Fair, Sorry fair. about that. I won't ever <laughs> say that again. But that loss for Miami does open up a little bit more seating uh, possibilities yeah. if the Bengals yeah. can't wind up catching uh, Baltimore, which we're, as of right now, we're still in a bit of a weird situation because both the Ravens and the Bengals control their own destiny, and it might very well come down to that Week 18 uh, match at Paycor. Just how the NFL wants That's it. Right. That final That's game exactly of the year right. with everything uh, riding on the line. Uh, so there, as you mentioned, there are some injury things that happening with the you know the wide receivers out there and uh, tight end but also uh, Trey Hendrickson broken wrist broken wrist played yeah. through it in the fourth quarter uh, which is stunning you know how these guys are really gladiators on the field and can play through such you know painful injuries I'm sure but he'll, he's gonna be out a couple weeks but he'll rest up get healed and hopefully be back in time for the playoff run up next for the Bengals 
Tampa Bay. And Tom That's Brady. right. Uh, a Tampa Bay team that did not look very good on the road. They are coming home, um, but we'll see if the Bengals can make it six six straight, a month and a half worth of wins in a row. Yeah, Sunday, 425 on the road. All right, that's all we have for Daily Dose. We'll be back again tomorrow with more, and you can always keep it locked on WLWT.com and our Facebook page.